Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Auckland, New Zealand, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, we talk about it. This is No Holds Barred Radio, folks. We are 11 years in the making, 11 years in the being, and more years to come. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, I see you. I know, it's weird, We're right? video. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if people are listening on podcast, where would they go to get the video itself? That is the question I need to answer. <laughs> well, I assume uh, it will be your YouTube channel, no? Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Okay. It's my YouTube channel. I just don't have the exact uh, URL right now. So to... just go to YouTube and type in It's Time. Yeah. Go Buffer. to YouTube, type in It's Time, type in my name. Right. And, of course, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, we'll have the, the YouTube site up there for you to click into. But, you know, we did the show on video for many years, and we had the studio near my offices here, you know, um, on a, by the shore and you moved away from the shore and now we're back together again, but we're in the modern technology of internet and video and you look good TJ. Oh, Happy well, thank you. I appreciate it. I got some sun. I actually went out and, uh, went to universal studios this past weekend. Oh, with your kid. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Nice. That'll, that'll get, that'll get you sun. I've been training outside getting sun, but, uh, speaking of looking good, TJ, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan once said that, Paulo Costa has got to be probably the finest looking male human being in the world. Right. And, so, and, and your mother agrees now. <laughs> my mother agrees. I, I got to say it was really wonderful. Um, they're filming this really cool documentary on Paulo. He's here uh, training and rehabbing because he tore his bicep. He plans to fight again in July, the winner of the Romero Adesanya fight. And um, I got a request. They were going to film me and Arnold Schwarzenegger being interviewed about him. Arnold couldn't come over to the house yesterday, but he came over, the film crew came over, and I've become friends with Paulo you know, over the last few years because, honestly, TJ, he's the epitome of everything I always talk about on its time with right. the model image, politeness, everything. He even went down the street to go say hi to my mom. Really? And, yeah. What and was that moment like? I have it on video. I'll send you the video, and it's just – it'll. 
I mean, it brought tears to my eyes because my mom, he, she loves Paulo. Uh, many women love Paulo. We know that, okay? But my mom, she, he's one of her favorite fighters, if not her favorite fighter. She watches every fight he's on. And when he walked in the door and she, her smile went a mile wide and he spent time with her and he said, you know, I hear so much about you. And he sent her a video about a year ago and he said, but I've always wanted to meet you. It's such an honor. And I had to come see you. He was just so polite. It's like, I just wish the world was filled with a lot of Paulo Costas. Let me right. tell you. Yeah. It'd be a better place for sure. Better place. Got a great head on his shoulders, uh, humble, um, he's had the same girlfriend for eight years. I mean, if anybody could go out there and play the game, he could, He's very loyal to his girlfriend. He told me, I hope I'm not giving anything away, but he plans to uh, ask her to walk down the aisle of love forever, hopefully after he wins the championship. So he has all these plans for himself, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, Walid Ishmael, you know, friend of the show, friend of mine for many years. Siri, shut up, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, who's in the background? Who's over? God, I don't have any women over here now, but this one won't leave me alone. That's funny. That's funny. All right. Thank you, Siri. We'll have a drink later. Okay, so um, the people he surrounds himself with, he his upbringing, which is from really, we got to have him on the show. His English is getting better, but I mean, he's from the favelas, and it's like it, it's it's great to see somebody in Brazil, like Amanda Nunes, you know, was sleeping on the floor of her gym and goes on to make millions and got many more millions to make, and Paulo Costa de destined to have million dollar paydays. This makes me so happy to see that TJ. It makes me happy to see this journey and evolutionary process these fighters go through and especially if they're fine human beings of right. which we know there's so many in the ufc we're blessed with amazing female and male fighters and amazing human beings yeah i mean at the but end of the like day i had a good time yesterday did i sound like it was fun yeah. yeah i mean sounds like it was a heck of a time but you know getting back to what you were saying at the end of the day these these athletes are sacrificing their bodies where obviously there's pain and hurt involved with that now and and you know dedicating their lives to training and then also beyond, I mean, you can't be a combat sports athlete for years on end and expect to feel great in your 50s and 60s. And when you hear, you know, a story like the one that you just said where, you know, life is significantly better for these athletes. Maybe they don't move around the, the way that they want to when they're 55, 60 years old, but, you know, they're living in a mansion or something like that. And, and that's, a, that's a great thing. Can you see this? I can. That's Paula with the boys, right? I like it. And Kristen. Of course. And then uh, a picture that the boys will have for ages, which is really great. I have pictures with Randy Couture and Tito Ortiz uh, when Henry was literally like 10 months old. Oh, my right? goodness. Yeah, holding him in their, and they're holding him in their arms, right? Right. And so now Henry can look at this picture. Oh, I man. So oh. they faced off. I got, I got the guy on the right. <laughs> And then Rupert, right? Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's awesome. You know, it's just little moments. Because like I, I told the story years ago on the show uh, when I met Muhammad Ali for the first time when I was five. But at that time, his name was Cassius Clay. Right. And it was in Philadelphia when I was five and Brian was seven. And he spent five to ten minutes talking to us. And granted, that's Cassius Clay, one of the biggest legendary icons of the world. But, you know, Paulo is up and coming and he's and he's a role model in his own right and i know that effect that that had on me when i was five mm -hmm. so i was very happy to see how my boys reacted and how paulo reacted to them because these are things in life i think that are important tj oh yeah I, I mean and that's the thing too like i this is a different scenario i'm sure paulo will remember this for a while um yeah. because he was there with you but 
you know, for the most part, a, a lot of these celebrity interactions, the celebrities at hand don't recall them. And basically every moment in public, if you're a big enough star, is something that someone will remember forever. Right. And if you're having a bad day, man, you're going to be remembered as an a-hole forever because of that one bad day or bad moment. And uh, you got to always watch yourself. And I think that's something that you've talked about a lot on the show is you yeah. know, handling yourself like a role model and trying to be the, the best person you can be. Well, it's important because I remember there was one article a few years back. And, you know, let's face it, Anderson Silva, one of the biggest stars to ever come out of Brazil in the UFC and, and in sports in general. Uh, there was a story that came out where he didn't uh, acknowledge a young boy that went over when he was eating dinner one time to sign an autograph or take a picture or whatever the young boy was going to ask him. He caught a lot of flack for that. You know, I mean, these are and, moments. And it's that, one time. Like how many times well, has he always I, done that? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's usually great with the fans, yeah. but it was, it was just that one time. But, you know, that's the mark. You know, it's just we have an obligation. We make great money. We live a great life because of the fans that pay their hard-earned money to see us and follow us and live the UFC fan experience. You know how I am. They deserve every picture, every autograph, as long as they're respectful. Right. Period. Right. Done. Done, done, done. So then after we had the interview here and everything, and then we went out to uh, dinner at the Ritz here in Marina del Rey, and the um, Dancing with the Stars uh, – Star Maxim uh, Chermovskovsky, Chermovskovsky. Hey. If I say that correctly, but we call him Mac. Okay? You, you should have just like not corrected yourself because I was like, "Damn, that's impressive." You said it right because I don't know yeah. who this is or how to say it. So you just you know how I am with hard names. I love them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You, you, so, I don't know, man. Uh, they give me anxiety. <laughs> no, I love them. The meatier, the better. Good for you. So, so uh, you know, there's the Frank Twig and the Mike Swick names that that throw me for loops sometimes. Or elevator fights. Anyway, oh, so... Oh, man. Come on, Buffer. <laughs> oh, Frank, I love you. You know, we're just joking. Rolling, trolling. Rolling, baby. Rolling, baby. So, um, what was I going to say? Who knows? Oh. Oh, so wait, you Mac, do. we went to dinner, and uh, what, a, what a really cool guy. He's, re he's, he's not on Dancing with the Stars anymore. He was a six-time Dancing with the Star pro, you know, 16 seasons. One of the best dancers around. It was really enjoyable. He's from the Ukraine. It was a real pleasure being with him. A real pleasure being with Paulo. So it was, it was a boys' night out. It was one of those days, and it, it was awesome. So we'll we'll move on. I'm still. I just had a good day. You know, when you have a good day, you think about it the next day. Right. I mean, good days make the following uh, days, you know, to come better. There we go. As we try so, to try to roll that, you know, keep the momentum going. So let's talk a little UFC talk. Okay. The one thing, and I'm not happy about this. I talk about my little Hawaiian brother BJ Penn all the time. Love the man. Love his family. Everything. Many years of going back of experiences with his family doing rumble on the rocks, you name it, being in Hawaii, enjoy him. It, it hurts me to see like BJ. Now he's involved. He got an investigation after a crash, possible DUI. Uh, you know, one thing I read too, I read that BJ makes a lot of money with his gyms in Hawaii. So he's doing well there. Uh, I just, I just don't like reading. There's been a few instances in the last you know year and a half in his personal life. So right. Can I say he's 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 a great guy, and it just it just pains me to see this. I really can't comment much beyond that. No, I think you said it. There's nothing really to say here. Hopefully, uh, everything works out for him. And uh, yeah, no, but you see that headline, you immediately just kind of go, "Man, that's no good." Yeah. Well, thank God he didn't get hurt, from what I understand. Right. And thank God he didn't hurt anybody else. Right. Yeah, it was a one car crash. <laughs> yeah. So let's just keep it at that. Okay. Now. Auckland, New Zealand. Running off to Auckland, New Zealand. I head out there tonight. Uh, Paul Felder, his first main event fight, you know, up against the very, very tough Dan Hooker. Mm. Rated number seven contender. Paul, number six. Totally for this main event. 
Uh, Paul, aside from being from Philadelphia, is one of my favorite fighters and people in the UFC. Just a great guy. Um, and I'm looking forward. This is going to be a brawl. I really am looking forward to this fight. I mean, yeah. it has potential. Any Paul Felder fight has potential uh, for it to be a draw or a, a brawl. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Dan Hooker sort of um, you know returns in kind, if you will, or if he has a, a different sort of strategy. I mean, if, if I was standing across from Paul Felder, the last thing I want to do is get in that you know fight fire with fire sort of mentality, and uh, it's all about the easiest path to victory for any athlete, but. Right. Uh, honestly, Paul Felder, sometimes, even if you don't want to engage uh, with him in that sort of brawling type fight, uh, you often don't have a choice. Well, when you have a mentality that Paul Felder has, who will fight with a broken arm and from the first round into the third round, mm-hmm. that pretty much tells it all right there. You know? Right, right. The man's going to die or win. It's one of those attitudes. Yeah. Bottom line. I meant that in description. Not in seriousness, okay? Right, Bruce. We yeah, we, it, we got it. It's we not 2002. It. We don't have to be that worried about the sport anymore. Uh, I don't think. Say it, do we? I mean, maybe opening we your mouth these days, you got to be so sensitive about everything, you know. And it's yeah. it's, it's nerve wracking. It's righteous. It's a pain in the ass. It's all the above. <laughs> but what's right is right, and we have to be respectful, as I always am, anyway. Right, but I mean, at this point, I think mixed martial arts is probably uh, about as mainstream as it's ever going to get. It's on ESPN. Uh, no one's died in the UFC. Uh, not to say that it won't happen. It's combat sports. There's an inherent risk. But when you say something like that, uh, he's going to win or either die trying. We, you know, we, we know there's hyperbole there, but it's not uh, It's not malicious in any way. No, but you know the first death in the UFC, who it's going to be? Uh, Bruce Buffer. It's time! Beep. That's a flat line. <laughs> just kidding, guys. No, no. And then they'll just go to the hologram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then oh, the well, estate you know of me, Bruce I, Buffer will get paid forever. You know me. I give up my all when I do my work. So right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So now on the card here, a lot of familiar names. Marcos Rogerio de Lima is on the card. Jimmy Crude, of course, he'd be on the card in the co-main event uh, against Mikhail. Ol- I'm going to practice this name, but you know who I'm talking about. Mikhail, oh, let's say Chuck. I got to get that name correct, and I will, of course, with all respect. Um what do we else we have here? We've got, uh, oh, of course, Jake Matthews. Whenever we're down Australia, New Zealand, you know you're going to probably see Jake Matthews on the card. Kai Kara France on the card. Angela Hill. How many times has Angela Hill fought in the last year? A lot. A lot. Wow, and, and she wants to her. stay as active as possible. Um, she's taking on a very tough uh, yeah. fighter in, in uh, Loma, uh, yeah. Loma Me. And Loma fought in Invicta. Uh, Angela's a former Invicta champion. Uh, that is going to be an amazing fight. Both have uh, Muay Thai backgrounds, um, but Loma has a much more deeper history with Muay Thai uh, fighting in Thailand. Uh, she has over 300 Muay Thai bouts. Um, I-, I think we're going to see Angela Hill try to work her wrestling. She's done that in the past. Um, she may exchange on the feet a bit with, with Loma, but uh, it's going to be a-, a really fun fight, Bruce, where I think you're going to see a-, a variety of tactics uh, played you know on the feet and on the floor, and it should be a fun 15 minutes if it goes that far. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see it. You know, and I just realized too, Angela's in the blue corner. They have Loma in the red corner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then um, Jake Matthews is fighting Emil Meek, which will be. I think that's going to be a good fight too. I like that fight. These are all good fights. So I'm excited. It's ESPN Plus. Very, very cool. You talk about Muay Thai. Well, I get a chance to put it out. A um, little plug for a very, very close friend of mine for many years, 
um, named Kitty Ladochi. She has a dojo, her own kickboxing studio in Manhattan Beach. It's called the UFA, which is a good name, the Undisputed Fight Academy. You like that name? That's not bad, yeah. Yeah, good. you know who thought about it? You did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I it's was a just, good name. I mean, it's hey. a good name. It's, it's, I like it. And she's got it. She really working with a lot of students, a lot of kids, a lot of adults. If you live in Manhattan Beach, Hermosa, uh, Marina del Rey area, whatever, short drive, Sepulveda area. This is here in Los Angeles, California. Check out the Undisputed Fight Academy, the UFA. Are, are you Sa- offering privates or no? Me? Yeah. I, you know what? Maybe I'll, have, I'll go down and train somebody privately. Sure. I wouldn't mind go. taking a couple of privates from her. You know, she's, she's a good friend. She can throw a good punch. There, there you go. <laughs> And she's beautiful, so I think you really enjoy going to the Undisputed Fight Academy. There we go. There's my plug. Enjoy it, Kitty. <laughs> All right, here we go. So now, out of UFC, out of the talk, let's start talking some news here. Um, as usual, we're going to go over a couple of tough stories, a couple of others. We had the uh, the good doctor um, on last week to talk about the coronavirus discussion that we went to. He gave us a lot of information. It is getting worse. Okay, and to give you a couple examples, the one thing that we talked about last week, they're still not sure of the best way to protect yourself against the coronavirus. But also people I'm going to reiterate again, the flu. Don't forget the common flu. This is a very serious flu. People are dying from this flu in this country right now. One half or one percent of people die from the common flu. Three percent or more die from the coronavirus. Okay, the coronavirus, they're not sure, TJ, they're claiming that when it touches a surface. It could last anywhere from five minutes to nine nine hours on that surface. Wow. The way to get yourself sick is to touch the infected surface, right. breathe the infected release from another coronavirus uh, carrier, and to touch your eyes, your mouth, or you know, your nose. I mean, I'm not I hate to say this, I'm not trying to take it lightly, but like the, the statistics of uh, of the people that have contracted uh, coronavirus um, and, and have died from it compared to those of the flu every year, still pale in comparison. Um, I believe 75,000 people uh, have the coronavirus thus far, but 61,000 people died from the flu in 2017 and 2018. That, that's not the people that contracted the flu. No. That, that number is much higher, but 61,000 people died from the flu. So like, right. I understand we need to rein this in and, and be on top of it. But at the end of the day, th- this still isn't even as dangerous as the common influenza bug that goes around every year. Well, based on those numbers also, too, you got to talk about the number of people that were infected because per ratio per numbers with the people infected with coronavirus is much less than on a national scale of the flu. So let's right. say, for instance, just a, just a guesstimate here, mm-hmm. that if, ha- if one half of 1% of people die from the flu, right, all you have to do is take that one half, or excuse me, take that one half, one percent, multiply, okay, you said how many people, 61,000? Yes, sir. So you multiply that times 200, that means that you're talking about 61,000 people dying, but over 12 million people being infected with the flu. Right, that's a way bigger way deal. Bigger number. Um, way. One thing that I learned, my wife works with a, a company, and their company um, is doing business with a, with a client, I don't know the name of it, but they actually have... Uh, come up with a coronavirus vaccine, and they're trying to get it to uh, come to market. It obviously takes a while. They've already uh, dosed it out to 2,000 people, um, but there is a coronavirus uh, vaccine. I don't know how many people will need it or feel that they need it, but uh, 
I guess but it's exists. a vaccine for the Chinese coronavirus because there's there's many coronaviruses, Mars, SARS, coronavirus. Sure. I mean, is that the vaccine for this virus? There wasn't a vaccine like a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago even, so I assume so. Okay, let's hope that's the case. Let's hope it goes through. But I'm going to show you another example of how the coronavirus is siphon affecting the health of people, closing down travel to China, closing down industry. I mean, this is so far reaching. Apple, right? A string of used companies basically have been cautioning investors that their first quarter sales, you know, when they do first quarter sales, could take a hit because of the spread of the coronavirus, right? Sure. So Apple, which is basically a $1.4 trillion company, okay, they, they put out a surprise update uh, to their investors on Monday mm. and warning them that they no longer expect to meet the revenue guidance provided the previous month. Right. And in, in, in how one, could they? How could they, Bruce? They they couldn't, but but get the effect. In one day. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. A, mm-hmm. it yeah. caused the Apple stock to go down by $34 billion. And buy it right now. Buy it, buy yeah, it, buy it. Right back up. Right. I mean, this this knock on wood is is very temporary. And uh, I mean, this this has impacted me in the most mundane way possible. Uh, my dog ate my glasses not long ago, and it was taking too long for uh, my local optical place to give me my glasses. So I ordered some cheaper glasses off of the internet and uh was told that they will be here someday because they're coming from china and nice. shipping has been stopped right on tj yeah. just put those puppies well, right i mean on. You said, i'm not worried about it at all you said it yourself uh, anywhere from uh, five minutes to nine hours you don't get from china to here in nine hours um so yeah i'll any, still take I'm, i was not worried about it and spray those glasses no matter what i mean you should do that to anything really I mean, well, think about the other thing. Think about the, the, you know, what I thought about is on the currency, you know, when people are handling currency and it's going everywhere, including out of the country. People still have cash. That's a thing. Well, I love carrying cash. Why hey, did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. No, yeah. I mean, cash is king. I, I hear that. But like yeah. I tried to pay for, for uh, something on an airplane recently with cash. That wasn't happening. We're going to get further and further away from cash being a thing. Oh, it's going to become non-existent. Like in stores, it's going to be non-existent. I mean, if you want to, you know, hook me up with a couple bucks over whatever, that's always going to be a thing. But like, for the most part, you're not going to be able to pay with cash everywhere like like you can now. You're you're very well correct. I feel, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the whole Bitcoin, Ecoin, Dcoin, Whitecoin, whatever the heck they are. Let's see what the future holds for that. That's a whole other conversation. We should actually have a. A cryptocurrency expert on the show because a I could use more education even though I'm invested in it I've already lost half of my investments I bought the wrong time but hey, I'll just I know up. a guy that's made millions of dollars off of it you know him too he used to sponsor I, this radio show yeah and he used to have a betting business too he did yeah good for him you know and he's not the only one I know other people have made millions but 
it's being at the right place at the right time. 100%. I mean, that's a stock market. That's not even just cryptocurrency. That's investing in anything. And, uh, you know, the stock market hey, is legalized gambling, my 100%, friend. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I'm going to call my bookie after the show. You know what his name is? Raymond James, stockbroker. But I call him my bookie because that's what they are. They're bookies. Sure. Yeah. All respect, guys, but you're bookies. I mean, you make money if we win or we lose. I have a, uh, a drop that we play on Annex Podcast that says, um, uh, if I bet on the winner every time, I'll never lose, which is true. And that's anything when it comes to stock or uh, betting on sports. Just if you win, you win, but you don't always win. And well, you, you know, got to know what it's like to lose before you know what it's like to win. Well, it's if so you never lose, then it's not sweet to win. It's just <laughs> normal. Some people are lucky, but uh, that's okay. I like the challenge. Let's talk about a very serious subject here. Not that we don't ever earn its time. All right. Uh, my boys, Henry and Rupert, very proud Boy Scouts, Eagle Scouts, you know, looking to finish. Henry's now 15. If he finishes everything, when he finishes everything, it actually helps with uh, getting uh, into, you know, major colleges or colleges in general. If you're if you went through the whole Boy Scout thing, I know you were not a Boy Scout, right? Oh, not true. Oh, you were. Yeah. OK. And then your son, did you put him in the Boy Scouts? No. OK. Any reason why? Uh, just not his personality. Really wasn't my personality either. Uh, my parents just thought that that's what I should do, so I did it. Well, listen, the Boy Scouts, as well as we know, the Catholic Church, with all going on and other things, are have you know are victims of havens for possible predators, as we know. Right. Um, the Boy Scouts of America is had some heavy uh, lines of news lately. They were planning, they're claiming to file for bankruptcy because of hundreds of sexual abuse lawsuits that are now on hold. Uh, as a result of them going for the filing, uh, they've celebrated, basically, the organization celebrated its 110th anniversary this month. They listed liabilities between $100 million and $500 million with assets of $1 billion to $10 billion, but they're filing for this bankruptcy thing, and it's a way to uh, suspend a lot of the, or not suspend, but cause these lawsuits that are against them right. uh, to deal with them. Now, I'm not trying to paint a bad picture. Things have happened. The Boy Scouts, I will say, with the pedophiles that flock to such organizations, it seems like from what I'm reading to battle this issue, the BSA, Boy Scouts of America, are doing a much better job than the Catholic Church in taking care of the victims. Um, they have a lot of rules in place now, uh, such as the Scouts are never left alone with one adult. Um, the scouting programs will continue. They claim that over the years they developed some of the strongest, like, expert-informed uh, youth protection policies that they put into their organization that's dealt with currently. I know that my boys have had nothing but great experience, great trips, great everything. But as parents, as uncles, whatever, you need to always watch after your kids. So, yes, this is horrific what has happened. It doesn't surprise me on one end. But I just want to give the BSA, the Boy Scouts of America, a little bit of a positive push that it, from what I'm reading, they're doing everything they can to battle this, which has been an issue not just in the last year, but for decades. Right. Yeah. Going, yeah. I mean, anything where, I mean, kids are around adults that you don't know, there's a potential, you know, there's a potential for nefarious things to happen. And I've been yeah. cognizant of that since I've had an infant and uh, maybe I'm overprotective. I don't know, but. You know, trying, I don't to, think it's trying to do my part, you know, to make sure nothing bad happens ever. 
I hope nothing bad happens ever because honestly, I don't know how I would react or, or the results of my reaction. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean that's something you you never know unless you're in that situation, and I don't. I don't no one to. ever wants to be in that situation. No, not at all. But again, uh, it it's been nothing but good for my boys, and and that's what I love. And Kristen's really proud. We're all proud of him. It's very very cool. Okay, speaking of <laughs> this kind of stuff, uh, Florida. This is a strange story. A Florida city shuts down part of a park in Florida, right? Okay. And it's called Lake Hollingsworth. It's in uh, Lakeland, Florida. And the reason that they shut it down, it's mating season for these group of snakes, Florida water snakes. Mm. So there is just humongous amounts of water snakes rolling all over each other, or as the article points out, the annual snake orgy. So they come there to reproduce and they closed down the park because there's obviously God knows how many snakes right. having fun. Yeah, I, I guess I'm curious. Is it closed down because it's a danger to people? Like, are there that many snakes there that they'll overtake the park? Or is it maybe they're closing down the park because they don't want the people to harm the snakes? My guess is it's both. More so the second scenario. Right. And since that's the area, like run in running up on the beach you know mm-hmm. at certain times of year mm-hmm. uh that's where they go instead of moving all these snakes and what are you going to do move them to another place so they can mate right i mean if what there's thousands of them i mean that would take forever oh they're they're not poisonous let them get their yayas right. out and go back to wherever they, they go it, back so. and also too like if you interfere with them and then try to relocate them well even if you try to relocate them like like the you know department of natural resources or whatever they try to do that and that might throw off their, you know, numbers of successful reproduction and, uh, you know, try not to mess well, with do, nature. Do you, do you like being interrupted in your most intimate moments with your wife? No, of course not. We all like our privacy. <laughs> How's that? What do you mean intimate moments? Come on, TJ. You've been married how I'm long? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, 15 years as of uh, yesterday. Not married, but together. There you go. You yeah. know, my Uncle John used to call it the shot of the month club. <laughs> Man, that's, that's busy. Oh, yeah. Hey. He was 60 when he told me, so, hey, you, know, you know, I didn't quite understand what he meant. But What I year was that? Uh, my uncle passed away like uh, 10 years ago. Oh, we're going back like 40 years. Okay, yeah. so, the, so the blue pill wasn't even a thing then? No, no. Oh, impressive. Hey, we're a strong family. It's all good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's go into some sports stories here. Uh, kind of crazy again. Here we go. The NHL, you know, they're, I've trained circuit training. I've trained conditioning training with Chris Chelios, Simon, Rod, Rob Blake, on and on with some really dynamite, legendary uh, hockey players. Mm-hmm. These guys are in amazing condition, amazing condition. It was a situation here. The NHL's uh, on, the, on the Blues, the St. Louis Blues, I think it is. Right. Um, Jay, uh, hard to say this name, Boy Meester. Anyway, he had a heart problem right on the ice, TJ. They had to revive him with a defibrillator yeah. during the game. I heard about that, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, heart problems can affect anybody, even if you're in the most physically fit uh, shape possible. Um, you know, I, I don't know what his situation was, but, uh, you know, congenital heart issues are just that. There's something that can be with you uh, from birth, and, and hopefully he is is okay and, Everything works out. It's obviously a rare thing. I, I can't recall this right. happening um, in, in the NHL anytime before. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, scary, scary stuff. It's one of those. Well, I mean, I I can think of. I think his name was Hank something, uh, uh, NBA player and also collegiate player that collapsed on the court. You know, with the heart. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember died. that one. Yeah. Yeah, these things have happened. You know, so tra- it's a shame. I hope he's going to be okay right. and get back playing his pro career. And well, I remember that umpire in baseball that passed away. I think in the nineties. He had a heart attack on the field. He's the home plate umpire. He called time, walked to the side, and keeled over. Terrible. Yeah, and an unrelated story, and I don't have it in front of me, but I read it this morning. It was actually very depressing for me to read it, but you just brought up something. I'm just going to touch on it very quickly. But a 90-year-old school crossing guard, right, Mm -hmm. protecting two kids crossing the street because a man didn't stop. Oh, my gosh. And he got hit and killed. Oh, my gosh. He, he, He gave his life at 90 for these two young kids to protect them. Well, I mean, I read, I read this morning it was a little too much for me to put on the yeah. show. I mean, it, we, yeah, it made the show. But um, one thing that I think about, and, I, and maybe this is insensitive. I don't mean to. I mean it as a compliment. But at ninety years, ninety years old, the fact that he was able to actually move that quickly and you know push the kids out of the way and, and essentially take that hit, like, wow, he must have been in yeah. phenomenal shape. I mean. I think I've said it before, Bruce. I don't even know if I want to be alive at 90. You know, it depends on, on where your body's at and things like it's all that. About, it's all about quality of life. Yeah, 100%. You know? I'm in the gym grinding it out for a couple hours with my trainer this morning. And, you know, at Golds, there's a lot of guys I've seen there for 30, 40 years. And, you know, I, I've seen the transition from bodybuilders where they can't even walk, you know. And then there's other guys that are just in incredible shape at 80 and 90. It's all about how you take care of yourself. But, you know, genetics plays a big part in it, too. So just do the best job you can. Now, listen. This next subject, this next story, it's, it's going to fall into our stupid is as stupid does. Okay? This is my Just favorite category. Ridiculous. The Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays player, Reese McGuire. Okay. Do you, I know, I forget if you're into baseball or not. What are you so, talking about? You praised how much I loved baseball when we had Pete Rose on the show. Okay. Man, you need to take your ginkgo biloba. I got to take it. I got to take it. I've had a quite a long week. All right. So he's the Toronto Blue Jays catcher. Okay. okay. Any he's relation to Mark? Uh, that I don't see in the story. Okay. But at the same time, um, he was a former MLB first round pick. He was arrested last week. You know what he was doing, TJ? I do not. He was masturbating in his car in a parking lot. The police found him with his pants down to his ankles doing his justice to himself. How friggin' stupid is that? Again, everybody listening and watching the show, there are cameras everywhere, okay? There is no privacy. If you do something, you are being watched. You pull out your Johnson in a parking lot and please yourself. Okay, granted, I have nothing against that. That's a pastime that every male from 15 on probably hopefully enjoys for themselves with or without. Oh, okay. Stuff. Sorry. No, no, I see what you're saying. No, not I that. thought, I thought that you said I have nothing no, they, against it in the car. And I was no, like, what? I have everything against it. It's yeah, the dumbest yeah, thing yeah. in the world. It's a, it, it doesn't get more asinine than that. You know, it's like, Whoa, not the thing I'd want to be known for TJ. Not the thing I'd want to no, be No. And I mean, I'm not trying to be punny here, but like it's kind of ballsy to do that in a parking lot. Like, I don't know what gets you, the idea that that's a okay thing to do ever anywhere. Well, if you think that's not an okay thing to do, which it's not, okay, we're we're not condoning that on this time radio for sure. I mean, that's going to end up putting him in a database, probably, right? Like 
That's indecent well, exposure. Get... That's a sex act in public. Like I was going to ask you before when we were talking about the previous subject. You ever see those websites where they have the little red dots for the sexual predators? Yeah, and they're terrifying. It's everywhere. Yeah. Right? So when I lived in Minnesota, there was one within like a 25-square-mile radius of me. Um, yeah. There's like 25 now in a five-mile square radius of where I live. And it's, yeah, it. Yeah. I, I mean... Like, you want to know, right? Like, it's, it's important to know, but then you look at it, and it's like, why did I look at that? Now I'm terrified of everybody. Well, you know, it, again, if you're considered a sexual predator, you did something to be considered a sexual predator. Mm, yes and no. Um, there there are some things where if you were, say, 19, and you sent some salacious photos to your 17-year-old yes. girlfriend, yes. you're in a database forever, and that's right. different than you know, exposing yourself to like a minor minor. And uh, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not wrong. I mean, that's the law. You got to follow it, but, um, there's, well, you gotta, there's you gotta different be, things. And, and that's the minority too, right? Bruce, like not everyone just texted some photos and found no, themselves in no. a database. But that's, that's again, we talked about this before. That's, a, I'm sorry, people. If you, if you want to listen to my opinions on something, sending, exposing yourself in pictures to somebody, even a, a girlfriend, you never know where they're going to wind up. Dumb, dumb, dumb. You don't do that. But I, that's what guys do these days. They I, do it all the time. I hear from girls. Uh, a buddy of mine that I was talking to recently said he sends D pics all the time. Just none of them are his. <laughs> I have another friend I will not name. You know them. Okay. And they used to have their uh, their a D pic in their phone. So when they would be with a girl showing her like, oh, this is my mom. This is my, you know, this. Oh, thing. my goodness. Sudden, How'd that get in there? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, that works. Jeez. Oh God! There's I mean, we just swipe right or left nowadays. So actual communication, I think any of it works. <sighs> Whatever. It's all it's all changing. Society's in a changing mode. Okay, listen. Here's another. We got another penis story. Oh great! <laughs> An amateur footballer in France. He was. He's been suspended for five years. You know why, TJ? I don't want to know. It was. <laughs> I really don't, Bruce. Like uh, after the last year, I don't know if I'm ready. On last November 17th, right, they ended the game in a 1-1 draw. Okay. A fight broke out. Mm -hmm. This is in northeast France. He bit the penis no! of the opponent, causing the opponent to get 10 stitches in his penis from the attack during the game, and now he's suspended for five years. No. Again, it's not something I'd want to be known for. I mean, what is it? Dumb, dumb. Five oh, years? I, like, I don't know if that's enough time to ever have anybody be like, oh, you've served your time. Like, that's okay. I mean, ten, you should have done it, but we stitches, forgive you. TJ, 10 stitches. Not to mention, like, the human mouth is, like, the most disgusting thing out there. You know, like, how much bacteria? Like, I don't know. I'd be so worried of infection, and um, I don't oh. I, I just question this dude's mental health, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. how mad do you have to be where that's a good idea? Rory mad. I don't know how else to put it. But now speaking of mad, this is something. This is very tragic. Okay, there's no joke here. All right. Former rugby league player named Rowan Baxter. Okay, in Brisbane, Australia, he killed his wife and their three children, including himself. You know how he did it, TJ? He put them all in a car, set gasoline into the car, and set the car on fire while they're all inside the car. Can you? Can you? Can you fathom this? No. Uh. I mean, I have a lot of questions, but I don't think I want to know the answers. Like, I mean, how did he get them in the car? Were they conscious? Like, were they not able to get free? Like, well, he he they claimed oh. that he had self self inflicted stab wounds, and he was able to get out of the car, 
but he died at the scene. This is just this just has crazy and unexplainable all over it. Yeah. Right? I suffered significant burns. Uh, she was helped out of the vehicle by another man. People tried to save him, who was also burned trying to help her out of the car, but she succumbed to her injuries also. Oh, my God. I, I mean, the, uh, you, I, you I, warned me, Bruce. I don't know if I was ready for that, though. Mm, mm. It's, it's all over. It's front page of everywhere now. It's just a horrific mm. story. Yeah. Horrific. No good. All right, let's go, let's go on to a little feel-good story before we tune out the show today. I, I, I need get, it. Yeah. <laughs> I need it after this show. My goodness. Well, this one, this one is really cool. It's kind of like, well, title like, if only rings could talk. Rings, as in run your finger, right? 50 years after a woman lost her boyfriend's class ring in a Maine, the state of Maine, department store, it turned up buried six inches deep in the floor of a forest in Finland. Wait, what? Okay. 50 years no, ago. No, I get it. I, I understand what you're saying, but how is that possible? Did it go all the way through the earth i don't know a tunneled i have no idea they found it in a forest that turned out to be a 38 year old sheet uh, sheet metal worker came across the item he thought it was a toy from a vending machine right and he enjoys looking for historic items in this forest where i'm sure there's a lot of old coins they find musket balls and trash and bottle caps all that kind of stuff right so the markings on the ring said morse high school in the year 1973 in the initials sm which gave him clues to track the owner down. How wild is that? It's unbelievable. And yeah, I mean that. Like, I don't know if I believe this. I mean, it's possible. I guess anything's possible. But, like, the odds of that, like, you lose something in Maine and someone finds it in Finland, that's not how things work. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. But, you know, that is a feel-good story. I like that one. All right, TJ, what's going on with you this week? What do you what got going, going on? What are we doing? Not much. Um, I'm home for a little while, so uh, I'll be watching the UFC. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Doing post-fight radio, Uh, you can listen. Patreon.com forward slash between rounds. Or you can uh, get between rounds radio anywhere uh, you get your podcast. So do that. Follow me on Twitter at TJ DeSantis. Very cool. And uh, TJ, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Come back on the show. I think we might have Sammy on next week if we can squeeze her in. Uh, also, too, everybody, follow me on Instagram at Bruce Buffer UFC. Oh, TJ, I forgot one thing. Sunday, 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 February 16th, TJ, my 24-year anniversary of being the voice of the Octagon. Hey. I stepped in at UFC 8 and buy them on Puerto Rico, 1996, February 16th, to announce the prelims. 24 years, TJ. So proud of that. And Rich Goins is still pissed off about it. (laughs) Great guy. No, Rich was... He's the G-Man. He's the G-Man. No, no, Rich was... I have nothing but good things to say about Rich G-Man Goins. He was a big help to me that first show that I came to. And like no ego, just handled himself perfectly. Very, very cool. Weren't you rocking that white suit? 
No, that first, was Brazil. That was Brazil. That was, that was yeah. the very first Brazil show that I rocked the white suit. I was just going through my closet with all my stuff, and I found the uh, tuxedo from Brazil. Oh, man. Got a lot of my old tuxedos in there. I might, I may, I think it's about time to maybe do something with these. We'll see. I mean, I think it's time to sign the white one and put it on eBay. The white one, I think the first one, if I do it, would be the tuxedo I wore at UFC 100 when I did the 360. I have the, the shoes. Sure, the same, sure. shoes I blew, same shoes I blew my knee in. Um, oh, man. Does that make it worth I, more or less? I don't know. Well, to me, I don't know. But uh, it's funny because the night that I blew my knee, I looked at the shoes. I go, it's time for new shoes, right? But I guess I was one shoe, too, one shoe and one show too late. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the UFC 100 suit is probably the more sexy one, the one that everyone would want. But uh, I'm a little more hardcore. I, I'd want the Brazil one. Fine. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I'll give you the special price. All right. Off the top of your head, do you, know, do you <laughs> know what the main event of UFC Brazil was? I'm not going to cheat in Google either. Don't do it. It only lasted 44 seconds. Oh, man. Help me out. What is it? Vandalay Silva, Vitor Belfort. Darn it. That's when Vitor went through there, and I showed that video to my brother, Michael. I was so excited when I got back. I go, look at this guy. He'd probably be a good boxer. My brother watched him. He goes, nope. He goes, that's not how boxers move, but he's a powerful guy. <laughs> you know, now I'm, I'm starting to get worried because part of me feels it might have been Tank Abbott and Pedro Hizzo. No, um, it was Vanderlei Silva and Vitor Belfort. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check, but I think, I, I think I'm right on that. Uh, Vitor Maybe Belfort. Tank Abbott was on the card, but it was definitely. Oh, he was definitely on the card. He got leg kicked to did. death. I'll never yeah. forget. Uh, I believe Mikey Burnett, Pat Militich was also on that card. Why do I remember this? Can you look it up now? Yeah, I am. Just give me a minute. There's a lot of fights on the record of uh, uh, Vitor Belfort. All right. UFC, Ultimate Brazil. Man, I'm wrong. Damn it. It's not even one that I mentioned. It was Frank Shamrock versus John Lober, of all people. Um, Are you sure? I'm looking at it right now, Bruce. Yes. Oh, uh, because Vitor Belfort and Vondale Silva, I don't think it was too... 2012. No, that's not right. No, Bruce. Oh. We're talking oh. about a card in 1998. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. No, no, no. No, I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm uh, right here. Yeah. Are you sure? No, yes. Wow. Bruce. Yes. And now I remember it when I see it. It was a middleweight title defense for Frank Shamrock. Just damn. There's so many. Don't even ask me to try and pinpoint shows with the thousands of fights and the hundreds of shows I've announced, if not thousands. Hey, I was know, just happy crazy. that I remember three fights on this card. Pat Militich took well, a decision more, he didn't deserve. Mikey Burnett That's more than I remember. Yeah. And that was in Sao Paulo, which I'm looking forward to going back to in May. So, all right, everybody. TJ? What? Good show? Yeah. We're back on video. Well, and sorry about that on my side. No one wants to look at my big dumb face. Why? What's wrong? I don't know. It's you look good. Thank you. I like I'm not, I like I'm not fishing for compliments. You don't have to. You look good. And I got and into the, uh, radio, sweat. Bruce. I get into radio for a reason. So I could just wear hoodies and show up. And well, now I still do that, but people look at me. Well, you're obviously much better looking now than you were then. So let's just give you the credit to be on video. All good. Proud Perfect. to have you as my partner, my friend. It's all good. Thanks, Buff. Wasn't fishing for compliments, but thanks. Okay, well, the fishing worked, even though it wasn't fishing. All right, everybody. Next week, we'll be back. I'm off to Auckland, New Zealand. Looking really forward to going down there, enjoying the fine food, the great people, and having a wonderful experience as my 2020 whirlwind tour of UFC events and other events continues. Lots going on this year. 
everybody set your goals, write them down, learn about them, be the best you can be. So when you set on that path, you're winning. And what I mean by that is once you step on it, always perform at your best, always give your best. It doesn't matter if you are the best at what you do. The fact is that you do your best and that's winning. And that's what we're all about here on It's Time Radio. So big cheers and no fears forever. We'll be back next week. I'll see you from the Octagon in Auckland, New Zealand. Buffer out. See ya. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.